back to Something to Say. Today I have a special guest with me, and her name is Abby. I met Abby through Dollywood. We had a radio promotions event on Park this summer and met her. We got to talking a little bit about podcasting. She has her own podcast, and I will let her give you that information a little bit later to where you can go check her podcast out. And was talking about that I have a blog and what that entailed. Come to find out, Abby had also struggled with an eating disorder. She kind of helped me get this podcast up and running, and I know I've drove her crazy with questions and things like that. Abby is here with me today, so say hello, Abby. Hi. We're going to talk a little bit about her eating disorder story. I'm just going to let her kind of dive into that, and then we'll also be talking a little bit about music and play a game and all the fun things. So, Abby, I'll let you go ahead and get started on telling us a little bit about your story. So, I was about 16, 17 when it started. I was in high school, and I was in a very, for lack of a better term, toxic relationship, and it was off when it started. We were not dating at the time, and I was on a vacation with this family that I know, and I started throwing up, and in my head, I just kept telling myself, oh, it's allergies, it's allergies, I'm fine, and this happened for like weeks. I would just throw up two or three times a week, and somebody was like, are you nervous about something, and I was like, mm. Well, I guess. I'm just kind of a nervous person in general. And then I started really thinking about it. And this is basically the first time I ever like realized that I have anxiety. My eating disorder was anxiety driven. So to make myself feel better, I would throw up. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of a way for me to release. I could control it. Yeah. But it wasn't like I would make myself throw up. It was just kind of like a. I would just get this feeling. I would feel better for five minutes. I kind of helped that anxiety a little yeah. bit. So this lasted from the time I was 16. It was my junior year of high school and it went until the middle of my senior year of high school. And it got to a point where I was throwing up probably two times a day and I wasn't eating anything Mm -hmm. and I'm a very stubborn person (laughs) and it got to a point where I'd be hungry Mm -hmm. but I'm like "Mm, I haven't eaten in four days what's another two I just I was so sad but at this point in my life this is just that's how I dealt with it Mm -hmm. I didn't want to I would just cry all the time and then I'd throw up and it was also we've talked about this before but I've never been like skinny skinny Mm -hmm. but I'm not like overweight yes Mm -hmm. So during this time, I was losing a bunch of Mm -hmm. weight because I wasn't eating and I was throwing up. And people would be like, oh, my goodness, you look so good. Mm -hmm. What have you been doing? And it made me feel good about myself. But I'd also like never felt worse in my life. Mm -hmm. So it was the weirdest time because I was, quote unquote, skinny, but I looked sick. But also I couldn't take a shower by myself because I couldn't stand up that long. So I had no energy. So it was just such a weird time. And then I got back together with that guy, and then we stayed together until the end of my sophomore year of college. It was like the middle of my junior year of college that we broke up. And when I was in college, I kind of reverse did that. I stopped throwing up after my senior year of high school, but I binge ate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I gained all the way back, but it was just, I don't know. You it's know? kind of a vicious cycle when yeah. you go back and forth. So how do you deal with the anxiety now that you have? I'm still anxious, but now Mm -hmm. that I'm out of that relationship, I don't have it as severe as I did Mm -hmm. before. But I'm a massive overthinker, Mm -hmm. and I want to be mentally prepared for any situation Mm -hmm. that I could possibly ever be in, whatever the outcome is. So I don't know. I'm not the best at handling it. I I get really stressed, like really easy, and I kind of just hold it all in. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't struggle with the eating disorder part anymore. But I also think it's important for anyone listening to know that everybody 
anybody's eating disorder looks completely different. I don't even think I admitted to myself that I had an eating disorder until I was 21. When you look back, you kind of realize, yeah. I always just called it anxiety. My anxiety caused an eating disorder. For you, that looks completely different. Mm -hmm. Everybody's circumstances are different. Even though it is classified eating disorder, there are so many different ranges and spectrums that you can Mm -hmm. fall into with an eating disorder, even the size of your body. So I read something on Instagram the other day, 94% of people that deal with an eating disorder are not underweight. And the most of the time people think if you have an eating disorder, you have to be emaciated. Well, that's, that's just not the case. I Mm -hmm. mean, it happens and people do die from this, but it's not, it's not as common to be emaciated as it is to be like you and I in a normal range and suffer with an eating disorder. So I'm in a different relationship with a different guy now, and it's literally completely different. And this is more on the anxiety side, but that old relationship was very traumatizing to me. And there's a lot of things that I still do not think that I processed. And I think it's important for people to know there's a Casey Musgrave song and it's called justified but it's healing doesn't happen in a straight line and I think oftentimes people think oh well that happened a long time ago you should be over it well I don't really think there's any timeline you should ever put yourself on whether you feel the pressure from other people or just yourself because I feel myself that was almost two years ago and I feel oh well I should just be over it well Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't realize when you're going through something that all of the stuff that it actually put on you until years later Mm -hmm. and little things will happen and it'll still bother me. And I didn't Mm -hmm. even know that it bothered me. So the guy that I'm with now, he's very understanding and knows that I went through a rough time and that's comforting. But it's also sometimes you just I put a lot of pressure on myself. I shouldn't feel this way or, you know, whatever the situation is. And one thing in therapy, they tell that I've I've talked to my therapist about the shoulds and the shouldn'ts. Mm-hmm. We all, most of the time, will put, well, I shouldn't feel this way. Well, there's not a should or shouldn't. It's okay to feel the way that you feel. Your feelings are valid, and it takes everybody, everybody's timeline's different. So what took you five years may take me 10 years to get mm-hmm. over. And then through that period of time, no matter how long of a period it takes us, we can look back and we can see that we've grown from it and how much better that we are because of what we went through. Mm -hmm. But thank you for sharing that story. And we'll have Abby back on plenty of times. I also, another thing that we bonded over was the love of country music. So anybody that knows me well knows that I love my country music. There's not many country artists that I don't like. I did not grow up listening to country music, but I did. My first band, I guess, was Rascal Flats. And so I had to learn all the 90s country that people talk about now. I'm pretty familiar with it now, but there's still some things that I don't know. So what artists are you currently listening to or you've enjoyed listening to the past couple of months? My favorite of all time is Shania Twain. I was born in the late 90s, so I love 90s country. But I also grew up in the 2000s, so I'm a Taylor Swift fan through and through. I'm a Swifty. So lately, I've been listening to Red Taylor's version that just came out. If you keep up with music, you know her whole backstory of 
she was with a previous label and then they had some issues and she's now owning her own music. Mm-hmm. So she re-recorded Red. So I've been listening to that a, a lot. A whole 30 songs, I think, mm-hmm. that we get to There's a 10-minute version of All Too Well. Yeah. I love Taylor Swift, too. The last couple albums I'm still kind of getting familiar with. She was actually at my first concert, Rascal Flats, mm-hmm. I saw in Knoxville. She opened for them, which there's a backstory to mm-hmm. that, too, with Eric Church. I think he was opening for them, and then I'll let Abby tell a little bit more about that. He, so fun fact, Eric Church was the opener for this tour that Kayla is referring to, and he is known for, he's not a rule follower. He Mm -hmm. loves to break the rules. If you tell him to do something, he's going to do the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. So the opener is allotted 30 minutes, per se. He was going over 30, 45 minutes every night. So they fired him, and Taylor Swift got the call that she was going to be on tour. So that's how Taylor Swift actually got on her first tour. And I could see that happening because I had never—I like some of Eric Church's stuff, but I've never been a huge fan of mm-hmm. his. But I ended up going to a friend of mine had a last-minute ticket, and I went Friday night. He was playing in Knoxville, and he literally played from 9 o'clock to a little bit after midnight. No break, no other artist, just him. He played and sang the whole entire time. And it was different for me. It was a unique experience because I'd never seen anybody do that. Normally you get an opener, mid-person, and then your headliner. Mm -hmm. So that was different for me. But he also, he took time to sign. I don't know how many times throughout the night he signed boots. He signed hats, covers of CDs, covers of records. And it it was crazy the time he took for his fans. So Mm -hmm. I would say that probably made me a little bit more of an Eric Church fan, but I could see that happening. But yes, I'm glad I got to see Taylor Swift back then when she first came on the scene. And I haven't seen her since, but I would love to to see some more of her. So you've been listening to Taylor's album, and you like Shania Twain. Is there anybody else that... Um, I know you're going to see Reba. I am. So Reba's actually coming the day after my birthday, which is in January. So I love Reba. I love everything about her. I think she's absolutely gorgeous. She's in her 60s, yeah. and she is still She's kicking good. it, yeah. looking good. If I can look like that when I'm 60, <laughs> we'll be in good shape. That's that's the dream right there. Also, her voice is like, like an angel. Mm-hmm. And then I think she's funny. Like her she's show, hilarious. I love the show Reba. I still turn Reba on and just, I can watch it over and it's over It's one of my now. comfort shows. Like, yeah. it's still funny no matter how yeah. many times you've seen it. I'm hoping they do a reboot at some They've point. They've talked about it. I think yeah. they're in the works. That would be so good. But yes, that'll be a good birthday present mm-hmm. for you. I've been listening a lot to, I like Adele's new song. She's mm-hmm. got an album coming out on Friday, so I'm really excited about Me that. Too. And then Ron Hurd, he just put out an album. He is, if you don't know, he's Marin Morris's husband, and she's a big country artist. But his album he put out is great, and she does a lot of the background vocals mm-hmm. on it. So the harmony and stuff that they have together, I love, love that. They actually have the number one they do. country song in the country they do. right now, so... So shout out Ryan Hurd that will never hear this, but we can still shout <laughs> him out case. just in case he turns over to this podcast. Also, another one is Carly Pierce. I love her last album that she put out. I went to see her in South Carolina. She was with Lady A. And I guess I relate a lot to this last album she put out because the guys and the history of dating that I've had. So this last album, I really like it. I've been kind of listening to that over and over too. And she just won CMA Female Vocalist of the Year. 
She did. We could shout her out as well in case she <laughs> turns this on and listens to it. I loved her acceptance mm-hmm. speech. Good. She was very not expecting this yeah. to happen to her. And Ashley McBride, who was also nominated in the category, was so happy for her. Yeah. And she jumped up on the stage when Carly was crying. And she, she was like, you hold the award. And she was like, what she meant to say was. Yeah. And I'm just like. Kind of helping her along. That's great. She uh, she couldn't find her words. The whole show was great. I um, love the CMAs. The only thing I don't like about it is the award piece, which because I want everybody to win. I just love the majority of the people. Mm-hmm. So like, it doesn't really matter to me who wins. I'm happy for some over others. But as far as just the music, I just love to sit and just for three hours. I can mm-hmm. listen to my music, watch them sing, and all that fun stuff. Also, while we're talking about the CMAs, Luke Combs mm-hmm. debuted a new song at the CMAs. It's called Doing This. Yeah. If you haven't heard that, it's a good one. It's a good one. And it just kind of goes into what would he be doing if he wasn't the star that he is today. He would still be playing, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, down the street for 30 people versus 3,000 or 30,000 or 300,000. So mm-hmm. that was a good, a good song. But me and Abby could talk about music all day. We will do some more music episodes but now let's play a little game so this or that phone call or text text same laundry or dishes laundry <laughs> i had my dishwasher was broken so i had to get a new one so now i like to i don't like the dishwasher. loading the dishwasher yeah i get grossed out yeah by the stuff gets it. nasty unloading it's a lot better yeah. bath or shower Shower. I like a bath i haven't taken a bath since i was about six really i love me a good bubble bath with that sleep lavender bubble <laughs> bath. It didn't really help me sleep, but I like it anyway. Online shopping or in-store shopping? Both. Oh, I'd have to say online. I'm just I'm not a, a shopper. big shopper. I, I love shopping. Just... I probably do more online, mm-hmm. but there's nothing like going in a store and yeah. like you can actually see it. Because sometimes you think you're going to like well, that's something. that's true. You try it on and you hate it. Yeah, that's true. If I'm shopping for clothes, I usually have to go into the store. That's the way stuff fits. You yeah. never really know. Like, Everything's it could be different. one size in this brand. True. That's Something a whole else. other podcast yeah. in itself that we'll Women's get to. sizing. Yeah. It's a whole mess. But when sleeping, fan or no fan? I have to have a fan. I have a box fan and I have mm-hmm. a little fan on my nightstand. I cannot stand to be hot. And I, I have like to it have for the sound. Noise. Yes. And just because yeah. I don't want to be hot. Yeah. The noise helps a lot, especially my dog. Because she hears everything. Sunrise or sunset? Again, both. I yeah. like the pinky orange ones. Yeah. I guess, too, it depends on where you're at. Like the beach. Yeah, sunset. Yeah. Because I'm not getting up early enough. No, not on, not on vacation. So the toilet paper. This is, mm-hmm. I've heard people talk about this a lot. So over or under? I know some people are a diehard one way or the other, but yeah. I honestly don't care. See, I don't really have a preference. I'm over. I can it drives me way. insane if it's under, but, you know, whatever floats your boat, I yeah. guess. But, yeah, my, I have to have it over myself. As long as it does its job, I guess it's all that matters. <laughs> so, the next one is TV or book. This also depends on my mood because yeah. I love a good book. Yeah. But I'm pretty picky with books. Like, if you don't get my attention in the first couple chapters, mm-hmm. I have a tendency to not finish. Yeah. But if I, a good book, like I love to read. Okay. But I also love TV series. Yeah. I have been watching, I started Friday Night Lights. It is so good. I've never seen that show. I tried to watch it about a year ago, couldn't get into it, and then I, I finally got in on. 
it takes a while to get into it because there's a lot of different characters and a lot of different storylines. It's so good. And Coach but Taylor. Riggin, oh, Coach Taylor. <laughs> Coach Taylor. I would oh, do man. anything Coach Taylor told me to do. Yeah, me too. The way his voice sounds, I would do anything. His nice looking, mm-hmm. nice looking dude. Early bird or not owl? I would say a night owl. Mine, I'm, it just depends. I don't sleep well, so sometimes <laughs> I'm awake late. Sometimes I get up early. So, Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Instagram for me, too. I'm currently in Instagram jail. <laughs> um, about a week ago, I went through and I unfollowed about 500 people, and apparently... You can't you can't do that. So if you try to do that, I wouldn't go over a hundred in a day. They'll think that you are a bot and they will suspend you from liking someone's post, following, unfollowing, or commenting. So I can post my own Insta stories and my own posts, but I cannot like anyone's or follow and follow anything like that. So I think I come off probation. Tomorrow <laughs> I'll be able to like your photos again and comment on all your your photos. So before we go, I want Abby to plug in her podcast that she has. So I actually haven't had any new episodes in about a year. My granny died last December and I kind of took a break and then just turned into an extended break. But I really did love doing it. But if you want to go back and listen to any of the episodes, it is hashtag relatable with Abby Shaw. In each episode, I would break down an artist's story and then I would pick five to seven of their songs, depending if it was just me or with a guest. And just talk about the songs that I relate to the most and kind of get into my stories and what the songs mean to me and the other people that I had on. And I just like how it breaks down an artist as a person. Because sometimes we see an artist as they're on a different level than us. And really, we're all just people. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the whole point. And I'll put in the show notes, too, where you can find Abby on Instagram and and that podcast as well. So, But thank you, Abby, for coming on. We will have many more episodes with Abby, probably a lot of music-related episodes. But if you do have any questions, I do have a question that someone emailed me. I will get to that in the next couple of episodes. But if you do have questions or feedback, go ahead and email me at something to say with Kayla at gmail.com and we will see you all next week and hope you have a good rest of your week. Bye.